Welcome to the weekly Mission Red Bank podcast, helping the body of Christ build itself up together in love. Our epistle reading is from Romans chapter 8. Now in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am sure that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Amen. It's a good morning, yes? yes? Amen. Welcome. So like we said, it's Christ the King Sunday, the last Sunday of the liturgical calendar year, the last Sunday before we launch into a new liturgical year with Advent. As I thought about this, I thought, boy, you know, considering the number of people that are going to be in this room, it's going to be fair to say that over the past year, all of us combined, we've witnessed hundreds upon hundreds of changes, haven't we? Hundreds of successes and shortfalls, hundreds of heartaches and healings. Some of us are still in those processes. These things have affected us, they've shaped us. They're experiences that no doubt have compelled or provoked us in regard to how we think about life in general, how we think about God, ourselves, others, and the world around us. And this is right, it's normal, it's human. (laughs) Experiences are meant to shape us. But as I prepared for this morning, this thought kept coming back to me. Experiences are meant to shape us, but experiences aren't enough. Our anecdotes, things we've done, things that have been done to us, experiences aren't enough to help us become fully who we're created to be. We can't rely on them that way. And I don't think that's said enough. I don't think that's really gotten hold of enough. Experiences need an anchor point, a prior context, if you will, that gives sure footing, allowing us to interpret things like heartache and healing with wisdom. Without this, as many of you know, the jolt of so many of life's encounters can shake us, causing us to forget foundational truths meant to tether us, anchor us in the midst of storms. And I have lots of empathy for this. My footing has often been so much less steady than it is at this point in my life. But even today, I have empathy. I can be jolted, challenged, 
even tripped up when I forget or just ignore the foundational truths that are graciously given by God and meant to anchor me. Can you relate to that? This is one of the reasons it's so important for us to slow down one day out of the year in specific. We really do it every week. We remember so much every week, but one day we slow down to take the time to stop and remember blessings together. Remembering reorients us to foundations, deep abiding truths like who God is. Really, from Genesis 1 to Revelation 22, who is God? Who does the God who created us say we are, according to Scripture? And how, therefore, are we to think about self, others, and the rest of creation? All of these are meant to tether us for whatever we encounter in life, anchor us to Him and in Him to one another. I think this is why God kindly gives us means of grace like the sacraments, why his spirit abides with us, why we have the scripture, and why Christ was explicit in his call for us to love one another and be one as he and the Father are one. When these foundational things are acknowledged, when we actively remember and celebrate them together, meeking ourselves in a humble, teachable posture. We remind ourselves to abide in Jesus' teaching. We remember that and help one another remember. We help one another remember that we're his disciples. He doesn't have plan B. We're it. We help one another receive and embrace the truth so that we might walk freely In it, this freedom is meant for each of us personally and all of us collectively. It's meant to give us sure footing that informs our experiences, whatever they may be. Amen? It's really important that we remember this. I want to give you an example of how this can look in just one situation. Imagine that you do something wrong, really. Some of you may have trouble remembering that right now, but talk to a friend or a spouse. They will remind you. A child, there are plenty. (laughs) But imagine you do something wrong, something that doesn't line up with loving God or loving neighbor as self, and you feel conviction for what you've done. Okay, at that moment and to that point, you're on track for the kindness of God's conviction that leads us to confession and repentance. You are right on track, right there. But how often does this happen? Thoughts of shame and unhealthy guilt start to creep in. Then these start to hurt so much, you start looking for reasons why you did what you did. You kind of start backing up and looking at it. You start asking, was this really my fault? Did someone else cause this? Where were you when this happened? Or maybe self-infliction of shame. How could I be so stupid? And that dot connecting 
begins to make you vulnerable to judging God, others, or yourself. An honest confession and repentance, the gift of those things, get lost under a pile of unhealthy guilt, shame, and judgment. This happens all the time. I have walked with so many of you for so long. Lord, I'd have a book to write just on my own life about this. But this happens to us. It just does. And let me say today, this is not the freedom that comes from deep, abiding, anchoring truth. This is the bondage that comes from the lies of an enemy who actively tries to sow beliefs and habits that will wound in an attempt to destroy us and keep us from who we were created to be in Christ. That's his work. It is not God's work. But here comes the light. Then so often something beautiful can happen. Maybe you read something or hear something. Maybe you pray with a friend. Maybe God just blindsides you with encouragement, but you're reminded to remember that you're part of a covenant people, blood-bought sons and daughters of the living creator God, redeemed by his Christ. You remember that he says that he loves us and that through him, in all things, we together are more than conquerors. And you remember that he tells us that nothing, not death, not life, not angels or other spiritual forces, nothing present, nothing to come, no powers, no height, no depth, not anything else in all of creation is able to separate us, the children of God, from the love of our Father in Christ Jesus the Lord. That is the truth. That is the truth. It will not move. And you remember this because by God's grace and loving kindness, His Spirit has sown good, healthy beliefs and habit into His people. And that junk, it displaces the junk. It displaces the weeds. God has sown good into his people to strengthen us to be able to combat the enemy. He's done this through our worshiping together, studying his word together, praying and praising together. Confessing and repenting together. Coming to his table together. Remembering all of this helps you find strength in God, not your strength, his strength. And the lie that was a pile of unhealthy guilt, shame, and judgment gets displaced by the sure footing of abiding truth that will not move and is steadfast. And now confession and repentance can come more freely because your experience has been informed by deeper context. True identity, transforming reality. 
He is good. And we are loved and forgiven in him. And nothing can change that. Last year at this time, I ended what I preached with this charge. Brothers and sisters, now's the time for us to remember how Jesus has given everything for us to be about his good work in his world. We are trying, we are trying to heed this together. And by his grace, we're growing in a number of ways. Hallelujah, huh? This year, I encourage us to stay our course and also look for ways, pray for ways to help one another grow in our identity in him. This is our charge for this year. We are who we are because of whose we are. I want you to remember that from today. We in Christ are who we are because of whose we are. Let's remember this together till all our experiences, whatever they may be, are actively being informed by him and our identity in him. Not the voices of the past. Not the misunderstandings. But by God. Through his scripture. Through the spirit. Through the sacrament. Through time together. He's given us to one another to this end. We are who we are of whose let's help one another remember that this year amen you've been listening to the mission red bank podcast thanks for joining us if you'd like to know more about mission red bank or have questions about what you've heard today you'll find us on facebook grace and peace to you and may god's blessings surround you